Hello, beautiful human. Welcome. Thank you so much for dropping into time in the studio today where we share behind the scenes stories of creatives and plant people and recount tales of change and connection and plant seeds of possibility for each other. I'm your host, Sarah Marie Miller, and my life has been transformed by experiences with art and herbalism, and I'm excited to offer you ideas to transform your world as well. Which reminds me, the power of dandelions. They are transformers. Let's protect them and eat them. And stop spraying them with toxins that poison our earth, our bodies, and theirs. Every single part of a dandelion is edible. The flowers, the leaves, and the roots. I just went out and gathered a bunch of greens and rinsed them. And then I keep them in the fridge and you can chop them up and put them on anything. They're a little bit bitter, but that's great for your digestion. And your liver and kidneys will smile at you with every nibble. Speaking of nibbles, you're in for a treat today with Ceramicist, teacher, gardener, and cook Bobby Crows. He shares some ideas to transform a dinner party, things to do with anchovies, glazing ideas for clay artists, tips for growing tomatoes, and how to support families with new babies, and how doing things for others makes you feel better. Listen to the end to hear his favorite podcast. It's not what you would have guessed, but it's so good. And thank you so much to those who are performing Acts of Kindness for the podcast. A big old virtual hug for your support on Patreon, and a giant shout out to Katie, Jennifer, and Brian. I love you all so much and am eternally grateful for your support. You are the bee's knees. If you want to help amplify the voices of creatives and plant people, you can support at patreon.com slash time in the studio. You can click on the link and support for as little as a dollar a month or as much as whatever you want to do a month. Uh, Also, thank you so much for your shares, likes, ratings, and reviews. And on another little side note, if you enjoy the show and want a special offering from me delivered to your inbox every two weeks, you can sign up for my newsletter. It's a haiku and some other little treat not available anywhere else. You can sign up for my haiku. You can sign up for my haiku hello at my website www.adazia.com. That's a-i-d-a-z-e-a.com. Okay, let's dive into the show. Cha cha cha. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited today on the podcast. We have Bobby Crow. It's one of my nearest, dearest friends for many years, and Bobby is an amazing chef, cook, gardener, potter, teacher, and knower of many things. And he's really great at building connections between people, making bridges, and making the air in a situation come alive. And so I can remember Thanksgiving dinners and potlucks at his house and amazing dinners in his backyard and his epic garden that he had when we lived in Portland together and then making beautiful Italian dinners in his apartment in New York City and yeah I've just I love and cherish you and so excited to share this time and space with you Bobby so thank you for being here. My pleasure. So yeah, I would just love to hear a little bit about your background. How did you get into food and gardening and arts and just a little bit about your backstory? What has led you to where you are now? 
So uh, I'm from a, a big Italian family. Oh, fun. Yeah. But one of my early, earliest memories with gardening was my mother's sister. Her name was Emma. Mm. Uh, she passed away years ago. But her husband, Mutt, really weird names, but they had a huge garden in the Berkshires. And they would cook amazing Italian food. Mm. And I remember just like hiding in the 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 big green bean vines and just sitting there eating them until someone would find me. <laughs> As a little, little boy, oh. like six, seven years old, I would just sit in there and be like, I'm in paradise. Yeah. And if you walked into her house, it just smelled like garlic and bad breath. But yeah, that's when I really first saw gardening firsthand. It enriched our whole family. Mm-hmm. They weren't rich. Uh, but that's what Italian, big Italian families were. They would just come together and play bingo and eat meatballs and homemade pasta. And that really sparked everything for me with food. Um, and that was as a little boy. But then as I you know, got a little older, I realized basically I'm an artist. I didn't do well in school. I went to college 10 times. I don't have a degree in anything but I have knowledge in a thousand things. And whenever I find something that I like, I I, I research it and I study it and I try to perfect it as best I can to make people happy. That's all that matters. Really, that's all that matters, especially in this time. I mean, you haven't mentioned that we're here. I'm here in New York City. Oh, right, yes. Uh, It's April 21st, one day away from April, or or no, 420, sorry. (laughs) Anyway. You know, it, things are crazy here. So people are very on edge here. Yeah, I would just love to understand how you're coping with this time. Because I know you're such an extrovert. You're such a people person. And you're used to being around people, connecting with them and talking to them all the time. That's your soul. That's your jam. So I'm curious how you're coping with this time and kind of... Food. Making it work. <laughs> food. Really good friends. They have a, a business and a home about a block away. Mm-hmm. And come to find out, I mean, just bad timing. They had a baby like a week ago, two weeks oh, ago. Oh, gosh. Right wow. in the middle of all of it. Oh, yeah. Wow. And the hospital wouldn't even let their doula in. Oh, yeah. I mean, I didn't let her husband in. That's what I've heard. Yeah. It's horrible. Yeah. So I was, when that first started, I started making them dinner every night and bringing it over. Oh, oh my gosh. You're such I, a pay f- I just want to pay it forward. Like these people have, they also have another child. So, mm. you know, there's four of them with a newborn baby. You know, so I would bring them dinner and it was like the highlight of their day to see me and have food from me. Yeah. I did slow down a little bit on that, but cause that's hard to keep up every day. Oh yeah. That's a lot. But uh, yeah, just kind of like, well, cooking is the major thing and experimenting with anchovies. Mm. You want to get down to it? Yeah, like, let's let's get into I'm, it. Anchovies. How? What are you doing with them? Oh my God. It sounds Where like are you fresh, getting them? Fresh, uh, the fresh dish from SNL or whatever that's called. Remember that? <laughs> so listen, anchovies. I want to talk yes. about anchovies. Yeah, I, tell me all about it. I couldn't stand them my whole life. I'm 40, I'm 40 flipping four years old. Uh-huh. But anyway, and I never liked anchovies. And then 
So I had a student, I teach ceramics and I, I had a student and she's now, her name is Alison Roman. You might've heard of her. She's super famous now. She's made these amazing cookbooks, but she likes to make dishes with anchovies a lot. And so I was like, I'll try one. So she has like a shallot anchovy dish. It's incredible. It's a pasta. Yeah. And I was like, how can I manipulate anchovies? So, for instance, uh, last night, I made, I took anchovies. So what happens is anchovies fall apart very easily. Mm -hmm. So if you take a two-ounce can of flat white anchovies, and you put them in with some butter and olive oil and garlic, mm -hmm. they dissolve into Ooh. nothing. Yeah. And just umami, like just flavor blast. Yeah. And then I put bacon in with that. Oh, my God. That sounds so good. Yeah. I made <laughs> Yeah, I made BLTs with anchovy bacon. Oh my god, yum! Yeah, I it was fucking amazing. It was really that, good. Was that sick. sounds that sounds so, so good. good. Oh my god, I love Avocado it. Avocado and Swiss. Oh my god. Oh, yum! But really, also not incorporate anchovies into everything. My tomato sauce. It just delivers a level of umami that you don't get. Like, you don't taste the fish. Mm. Yeah, it's really fascinating. I really recommend mm. you put anchovies in everything. I love it. And so I mean, you you yeah. got this from one of your students, this idea? Well, she's, yeah, she's famous now. She, I just saw she made this anchovy shallot pasta sauce kind of thing. Mm. And it really turned me on. It's, it was, I love shallots. But I don't like anchovies. So I love garlic and there's tomatoes. So I figured I'd try it. And it was literally one of the best things I've ever had in my life. I actually contacted her and was like, this is amazing. Because you can put it, you can save it. You can like put it on toast. You can put it on eggs. I mean, it's check it out. Allison Roman, shallot, anchovy pasta. It's online. You can find it anywhere. Mm. Fantastic. Oh my God. I love that. That's wonderful. Yeah. And then I've also been able to zoom with you a little bit in this time. So are you doing a lot of yeah. chatting with people online in order to get that social yeah. connection and keep that alive? It saved me. It saved yeah. me. Yeah. Like my sister, my sister, God bless her soul, whatever. She works in a nursing home. Oh, wow. Oh my gosh. That's and she crazy. hasn't even gotten a raise. And I'm like, this is not okay. Yeah. But she loves me. So she's been calling me every single day. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's amazing. Like, you don't have to. She has two unruly children. <laughs> How does she make time for that? Exactly. And they're also, they're homeschooling now and she's not good at computers. Mm -hmm. She calls me every day being like, I feel like I'm going to have a nervous breakdown. People just have to respect the people that are working hard. Yeah, it's definitely an issue in this country is just the discrepancy between high and low, the haves, the have-nots. There should not be billionaires in this world, you know? It's just kind of that well, of course not. But I mean, if you're doing good work with your money, I get it. It's very generous. Like, Lady Gaga is kind of a saint. She raised $130 million for frontline workers. She didn't have to do that, you know? Yeah. And she's an Aries. Oh, really? Oh, interesting. Oh, yeah. So yeah. what's your sign, Bobby? Oh, Capricorn. We're <laughs> assholes. 
get along incredibly well with Aquarius, though. We it's really true. Yeah, because Capricorns and Crosses, though, we're done with you. Yeah, I know. Capricorns, Capricorns are they're a fiery one for sure. They're intense. Yeah, it's too intense. Intense. But not as bad as Aries is all I have to say. Yeah, Aries seems like full on. So yeah, I'm curious what was going on for you. I know you do, you make amazing, beautiful pottery. And I mean, hopefully at some point you'll be able to get into that again. What what were you making? What was that looking like for you right before the pandemic hit? Amazing, amazing question. Because right before it hit, I completely upended everything that I was doing with ceramics. So, hmm. yeah, because I'm really neurotic about texture and form. Mm-hmm. And for the longest time, I just, less is more. And it's always been my motto. Even when I teach, I'm just always like, less is more. Because everyone that goes overboard, they don't like it. I'm like, yeah, because less is more, you know? Yeah. So I developed a form of simplicity in my, in, in my glazing and then made it a little bit more complex in my forms. Mm-hmm. So I was doing a lot more angular work on my pieces. Oh, cool. And then, yeah. And I would use like porcelain. So it's white. And then just do like a simple light glaze of like, we have this like baby blue glaze, which I hate pastels and stuff like that. But the blue was like a kind of a matte crystallized blue. Ooh, nice. Very light and just, I don't know, just soft. Mm-hmm. Beautiful, beautiful, especially on the white clay. So I, I, I made it more intense by giving it really sharp angles. So making simplicity through color and glaze instead of shape followed what I was going for to make things still less is more, but taking the less away from the more. If that makes any sense. Yeah, I love yeah. that. So everything has been white. And then, like, soft blue, matte blues, one color or one color on the inside, one on the outside. Just really simple. And I feel like that's really, really well, it's made me very excited, obviously. But when I've given it to people as well, they've loved it. So I've, I've yeah. been doing red clays with a soft white on them, you know? Ooh, like, cool. Something intense and then really bringing it down, bringing it, pulling it back away from being intense, from the glazing. And, and you're a ceramicist, so you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah, I love that idea of kind of starting with more intensity and then really kind of restraining cool. and hard to do. limiting things a little bit more. Very hard to do Beautiful. for most people, especially when you're teaching. But yeah, I'm curious, so... Any suggestions for teaching? Anything that came up for you in the classroom that helped you build community or rapport among people or help people understand working with clay differently? That's a wonderful question. You know, I've been doing it now for 13 years at the same wow. studio. That's a long time. I mean, I've been doing ceramics for 25 years. But I've been uh, teaching for 12, 13 years. And what I noticed was I like to gravitate towards the students that understand my philosophies, you know. Mm. So, like, less is more. and I say it all the time. But it really helps them, you know, they can go in 
and really create intricate things, but then finish it with ease mm. and beauty and simplicity. You know, some people teach, like, do whatever you want, but I'm always like, no, 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 no. Don't do whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you, are there any projects or anything that you would use to get people fired up, but also to contain that vision to be more simple? A hundred percent. You know, blazing demos. I, I, I'm always adamant about clean colors and just one coat, not yeah. going crazy. People like to spray. One thing I do like to do is bubble blazing. Oh, I love I it. I never did I mean, that. Yeah, I love it. And it's really beautiful. I have one student that's really taken off with it. And I've had her for like three years. Melanie, she's a fantastic human being. But if you lay something all white and then you take, you mix a little glaze with, with soap and then you blow in it, it creates foam and you put it on the pieces and it's really beautiful. Oh, I've never yeah. seen that. So it, does it create like a bubbly effect or what does it look yeah, like? Yeah, I'll send you pictures of it. Oh, cool. It's, fan, it's really fantastic. It's as far as I'll go in getting creative, you know, with ceramics. <laughs> like, like, That's wild. Yeah. I've never noticed that before. I'll have to look for that. It's really beautiful. You know, you have to throw the glaze away when you're done. So, mm. um, you know, usually the people that own the studios aren't very happy. One thing about mm-hmm. the studio is that the, it's packed in there. You're knee to knee with everybody. I'm like, how the hell are we going to go back to that? Yeah. Knee to knee. Oh, yeah. I remember when I was there, it it was a very compact space. They've been very cool about, like, dropping things off at the door and they'll fire them and pick up clay. They rented all the wheels out to take take home. Oh, that's great. great. That is a great idea. I haven't done anything. I have a bunch of orders because a bunch of people, when this first started, this pandemic... And right when I lost both of my two of my jobs, there was no money coming in, and people started to you know offer me uh, commissions. Mm-hmm. And I reached out to be like, "Hey, if you need anything, let me know. I'll make it once this is over." So a bunch of people did support me in the, the first couple of weeks of this pandemic. Oh, that's great! Yeah, by pre-ordering things, and I'm gonna make them the nicest stuff they've ever seen in their life. You know. Because it's very generous, and they paid me way more than they needed to pay me for things. Yeah, so kind of them. Yeah, it's really crazy. It's tough to know when this will end, too. Yeah, that's nice that the studio is offering that option, because I think that would be really, really tough to not be able to be making anything. So are you just kind of fueling all of your creative energy into cooking right now? Or is, are there yes, any cooking. you're working on? Well, one more thing about the ceramics is oh, yeah, that please. another thing that I do that I really enjoy is that the last class of pretty much every session, I'll do like an exquisite corpse. Oh, cool. Yeah. So everybody can have a minute on the clay, like on the wheel and hand building. And then as they go, I can kind of talk to them and kind of guide them into techniques. And then when we're done, we... we and this is the end of the class, we go around the room and talk about how the experience made them feel. So like, did they Mm. feel, what did they learn? Did they learn they loved it? Or most people honestly find patience in ceramics, Mm -hmm. including me. I have zero patience. I have a fuse the size of 
a turtle that doesn't that's not good but anyway it's like most people are like wow i used to not have the patience for anything mm-hmm. and this has brought me to having patience yeah if i try to get people to like realize something about themselves in the class that they didn't know about themselves and for me to that's evolution if there's evolution that's growth you know that's yeah absolutely the point of the game the whole game is to grow I think so too. Oh my gosh. And I feel like there's just so much in pottery. I mean, you can throw the same form Never thousands of times and it's, it's always changing. You can always refine it. There's always little ways to improve and keep evolving those movements so that they're more efficient and more precise and more mindful. So it's interesting. Full, full meditation. Oh, All yeah. meditation. I know. I know. <laughs> yeah. So, so I, when people, the first class, I really try to install, like, you're coming here to have fun and release. You're, in New York, of all places, you need to release that energy somewhere. Oh, yeah. So, so these true. people come in and they really do, they really do enjoy themselves. I love that you're hosting that environment and helping people to learn from each other and hear each oh, other's yeah. stories. I think there's something so helpful in that. And also, it gives me more than anything to me, really. I wouldn't do it if I didn't, didn't find it rewarding yeah. to watch people grow. I mean, that's the name of the game. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you mind if I veer off a little bit. but Yeah, please. I honestly feel like becoming older, I'm only 44. I say only lately, but I feel like now I'm more focused on simple things that make mm. people happy and me happy without obsessing about the things that are unnecessary i really try to focus on what i can create with energy and art and food and love to make people evolve and myself evolve other than focus on the things that are negative that are just making me feel terrible mm-hmm. in my 30s and 20s in your 40s you're like whatever i just want to make people happy yeah, absolutely. Through art, food, love, sex, whatever. I love that. It's such a good reminder. I'm definitely thinking more about how I can help other people and trying to evolve that a little bit. I'm running into these people that make me realize that being not selfish is what makes people move forward with love and kindness and patience. And that's huge. No one, I don't know, people have lost that a little bit. But this pandemic has really helped, actually. Yeah. A lot of good deeds, a lot of really good deeds. Yeah, I feel like it's definitely, it's helping the environment in a lot of ways. The air is clearing. And I feel like it's making people more resourceful and think of ways to, okay, what can I do with the beans and can of anchovies and whatever random things you have in your pantry like I think it makes for me I'm like coming up with recipes that I never would have come up with before and I'm like well I'm figuring out how to make it work you know and I think it's it's good for resourcefulness and it's also making people just want to connect with each other in a deeper way and realizing the importance of okay this connection to my friends, my family, the people around me. I need to have that. And it's so enriching and it's really, yeah, it brings purpose and a meaning to life. Okay, you want to die and think, I loved people. I Honestly, it's the planet's way of pushing us that way. The planet was like, oh, hell no. 
I'm going to give you this so that you'll stop polluting me for a minute and bring people together and make you realize, oh, this planet is the only one we have. Maybe we should treat it better. But the planet is like, no, we're going to pull it back, slow you down and make you realize what you're missing. The point Mm -hmm. of life. Really, that's what I've been focused on. It is true. Yeah, I feel it's kind of interesting to see this struggle in life and then also thinking of how have you dealt with other struggles in the past in your life? Is there something that you've overcome that you feel like has kind of steered your ship in a different way? Oh, thousand percent. I mean, I really, I had a really hard time with anxiety my whole Mm -hmm. life. I still have it. But when I lived in Portland around my Saturn return, kind of close to that, I went kind of crazy, Mm -hmm. and I didn't know why. But back in the day, I was also a chain smoker and coffee chain drinker. So I only drank coffee and smoked cigarettes. And I'm like, why do I always feel like shit? Um, And then, you know, I went, I did fall off the deep end. I went to a therapist, psychiatrist. She was like, well, why do you drink so much coffee and smoke so much? And I'm like, I don't know. I like it, which I did. I really did enjoy it. But when I released coffee and cigarettes, it's been five years since I've had a cigarette. Unbelievable. I lost my anxiety pretty much. I don't have panic attacks as much anymore. I mean, once in a great while, I have a, a searing panic attack that leaves me medium rare. But now, now that when you're older, you can be like, all right, brain, calm down. You know, it's breathe. You're not going to die. It's what it is. It's, you know, and look at the the beauty in life and then it goes away. It really has. Like, I don't have panic attacks really anymore. Oh, that's amazing. It's a, it's kind of, I hate to say this word, but kind of a miracle. I mean, I feel like quitting coffee and quitting cigarettes is, that's really pivotal and congratulations. That's not an easy thing to do. Yeah, I don't actually don't miss cigarettes at all. That's awesome. Yeah. What about coffee? Do you miss coffee or no? Um, no, I don't know what's wrong with me. That's I don't, amazing. There's nothing I, wrong with you. I smell coffee and my, my, um, I get wet when I smell coffee. <laughs> so, oh, you drink coffee still, right? Oh yeah. Uh, I had some coffee ice cream recently mm-hmm. and I was like, I was so happy. <laughs> it was so good. Oh my gosh, that's too funny. Yeah. And then I'm curious, any routines that you have in your day that kind of rituals or routines that kind of help you flow through the day or give you more purpose or meaning or just help you feel more grounded? Yeah, no, I mean, meditation is a a must every single day. Oh, cool. What's your meditation practice look like? So I wake up. I do the same thing pretty much every morning. I wake up and I'll do like 10 minutes of just breath work, really in bed. And then I'll shower and then I'll have ginger tea, hardcore. Nice. And then, awesome. yeah, and then I'll, I'll go into just, it's all breath work, really. It's not much of a little bit of stretching, mostly mental stretching and breathing <laughs> and tea. And then, you know, that's pretty much it for my everyday morning routine. But it really sets the day off on a nice note. Instead of like waking yeah. up late for work and running around and 
especially being on the subway. No one's on the subway now. I find that it really helps my my mental state yeah. to do these things. It's not much, but it's something. Yeah, sometimes that's the best thing. Like if it doesn't take much, then that's something that you can incorporate into your everyday. So that sometimes is the secret. You got to do what you can do. Yeah, absolutely. I'm curious, is there anything you're uh, listening to or watching or reading these days that you're really excited about? Uh, Well, so I will say like, you know, I am gay, obviously. Well, mm-hmm. whatever. But, and I have friends who are gay. I'm not very many, though, ironically. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, but they send me musical requests all the time. Or they send me, like, things that they're listening to. Mm-hmm. And I will request King Princess. Mm-hmm. Cheap Queen. She's only 21 years old. She lives in Brooklyn. She's a genius. And uh, this album is really good. I highly oh. recommend it. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I'll definitely yeah, yeah, yeah. put a link in the show notes. That sounds great. Oh yeah, King Princess, fantastic. As we're wrapping up, I'm curious any suggestions you have for having a great dinner party because I feel like you are always so great Ooh. at hosting an amazing dinner party. I don't know if we'll ever be able to have those again. We'll see what happens with the Oh, world, of like... course we will. <laughs> of course we will. But just in preparation for that, I'm curious, Eddie, if you have a suggestion for how to make a dinner party wonderful. For bringing, uh, because sometimes we'd have a, what you're bringing to the dinner party, because sometimes we'd mm. have it 3007, mm-hmm. my favorite place I've ever lived. I love that Yeah, place. that was an epic house. Amazing. I would always remember that place, but... I would make sure people were bringing something different because we had a few where it'd be like mm. wine and cake. And 20 people would bring a bottle of wine and a dessert. I'm like, oh man. So, so you know. <laughs> yeah, a little a little planning goes a long way with the pot, yeah. for sure. You gotta reach out to everybody and be like, what are you gonna bring? Mm-hmm. Or not well now there's there's a potluck apps. I think oh, yeah. recently. Yeah, I, I hosted a party recently. Oh cool. Yeah, use the potluck app and people could go to it, sign up, and then we could all see what people were bringing. It was fantastic. That's such a great idea. I love that. But also, making things from scratch is really the way to go. Yeah. As as you know, Uh I love to cook and I can't wait to cook for people. That's why I'm cooking for my friends that had the babies. It's making me sane, you know. I wish I knew more about herbs. I really don't. I know you're an herbalist. Also, Lizzie and Apothecary, a mountain of knowledge. Yeah. She's incredible. Also, ladies and gentlemen, apple cider vinegar, y'all. Yes. I love apple cider vinegar. Every morning I drink that stuff. Yeah. Or make a little, I like a little fire cider. Like you could just blend up a little yes. garlic and yeah. onion and some cayenne oh, yeah. or some peppers. Kira's been making batches of it. Oh, awesome. I'm excited. Yeah. She's going to be on the podcast. I'm yeah, talking to her awesome knowledge. on Friday. So I'm excited to talk to her. Too. I didn't know this. It's fantastic. Yes. Yes. We're in for a treat, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Yeah, I'm excited to chat with her. Oh my gosh. Well, Bobby, I love you so much. Oh, okay. One last question. I can't yeah, stop. Boys, um, what is, I can well, go forever. When you were gardening, what was one of your favorite plants <gasps> to grow? 
Oh my God, I'm so glad you asked that question, Sarah Marie. <laughs> you know what it is. Tomatoes. Oh yes, tomatoes are. Tomatoes are my baby. <laughs> I live for tomatoes, even though they're a nightshade and I'm allergic to nightshade. But Oh, are you? Oh, I didn't realize that. Mildly. It's uh-huh. throat. Whatever. Yeah. I'm not gonna stop eating tomatoes. You'll have to kill me first. Fresh tomato. There's just nothing like a fresh uh, tomato. A warm best. tomato in the summer on like a toasted bread with mayonnaise, salt, and pepper. Mm-hmm. I mean, that sounds crazy, but no, the best thing you'll ever have in your life. So Maybe good. a little cheese. Maybe a little cheese. But anyway, yeah. so this summer, actually, my, my best friend um, growing up, he has this amazing farm in the Berkshires in Terringham, mm-hmm. woven, woven roots. Woven Roots Farm uh, in Terringham, Massachusetts, in the Berkshires, and it's fantastic. And this Ooh. is the first year that they're selling seedlings. So I bought um, two paste tomatoes for my sauce, obviously. Uh, that's especially for my sauce to make. Uh, I make stone pizzas Ooh. for Christmas for my family. Mm-hmm. But I'm making the sauce. Everything's going to be homemade this year. But they sell... Oh, tomato plants starving. So I bought like six and they're going to be for my dad and my sisters and me. But uh, it's just homemade tomatoes. Yeah, tomatoes. tomatoes. And do tomatoes. things homemade. I love that. It's so good. Tomatoes. Y'all need, to, y'all need to take care of tomatoes. And I will say one other thing is that the best thing for a tomato when you're growing them is do not get the, the leaves wet and mm. use soaker hoses. Oh, because okay. Because 3007, the, the most successful garden I've ever had in my entire life. Yeah. We use soaker hoses, so it just, it wets the roots. Oh, brilliant. Not the leaves. The leaves, they get diseases and they get wet. Mm-hmm. And then also don't water them when it's full sun. Do it in the morning or like in dusk or dawn. Mm-hmm. Um, and you'll have the best tomatoes of your life. And don't overwater them either. Okay. Once every like four days, water them. So they oh. Get bottom, they get bottom right if you water them too much. Okay, good to know. I love that, Bobby. Thank you for the tips. <laughs> awesome. And as we're wrapping up, is there anything else top of mind that you want to be sure to share? Honestly, everybody, take it easy and love yourself and love your friends and be grateful for your family and what you do have. And Especially in these times, I wouldn't really even talk like that if it wasn't during the middle of a global pandemic where I've been alone in my apartment for seven weeks. <laughs> but like, I really miss the touch of people. Everyone used to massage yes. me and I massage people. I haven't been touched in, in seven weeks. Yeah. Well, I touched I myself. If you know what I mean, so. <laughs> yeah, I think that part is really hard for a yeah. lot of... Just lot be of kind us. to yourself and be most... most Mostly be kind to others because everyone's going through the same thing and we're all angsty, but be kind to yourself and be kind to others. There's nothing you can do. Yeah. Really love one another. That's wonderful. Thank you for those reminders. Really beautiful. How can we support you, help you, connect to you, stay updated with all your hats? What's the best way to link to you? I would say through Instagram, but if you... Bobby Crows, B-O-B-B-Y-C-R-O-Z-E. That's if you put that in, I pop up on Instagram. Wonderful. 
Yeah, and there you can also go to like Bobby hashtag Bobby Crow's Ceramics and see some of my work. I also take commissions and special orders. Oh my gosh, I love it. Well, Bobby, thank you so much for making time today. It was such a treat to see your face and hear your stories. Thank you for having me for sure. Oh, yes, thank you. So Bobby, I forgot to ask any favorite podcasts that you are really into. Listen, y'all, Dolly Parton's America, the podcast, it's fantastic. Dolly Parton's America. Oh, cool. I've never listened to it. I'll have to check it out. I thought I couldn't learn more about Dolly Parton, Mm -hmm. and I have. And it's not all about Dolly. It's all about old country from way back when, Mm -hmm. um, about women and artists from way back when. It's really fantastic. Oh, cool. Okay. I'll be sure to do a link in the show notes for that. Thank you. And I'll be sure to check it out. Thank you. Please do. You'll thank me over and over. I hope you enjoyed this episode and all the wisdom Bobby had to share. You can check him out on Instagram at Bobby Crows. That's B-O-B-B-Y-C-R-O-Z-E. And please be sure to share this episode with a friend and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. You just go to Apple Podcasts, look up Time in the Studio, click on the link and leave a review. It only takes two minutes and it means the world to me. Thank you so much in advance. And I'd love to connect with you. So you can look for me on Instagram at Time in the Studio Podcast. I'm also on Facebook very rarely, but I'm trying to be a little more present there. And let me know what magic you are up to these days. Are you eating dandelions? Are you brushing your teeth? I want to hear about it. Lots of love and light to you all till next week when I bring you Kira Burney, artist, author, mama, doula, extraordinaire. Enjoy your time. Toodaloo.